Welcome to the No Limits Podcast, show number eight. I'm Sean. I'm Adam. And it's April 18th, a Sunday. We don't usually do shows on Sundays. No. But we've sort of been... Because Sunday is the day of rest. Uh, yeah, according to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But we've been giving you some Friday shows, so I guess it, in Einstein's vision of... Was it Einstein or was it... No, it wasn't Einstein. I hope no one is offended by that. Like, I, I don't want people to think that we're religious. Because we're not. <laughs> Only the atheists are, and some agnostics who yeah. tend towards the atheist side. Any mention of Jesus Christ is completely a joke. Absolutely. I, I <laughs> think he's fictional. Oh, there's something I can mention later. It has to do with religion. Oh! <laughs> it has to do with... Uh, before what happened before our first topic that we're going to talk about, which is your birthday party from last weekend, uh, I went to Six Flags and there with a group of friends from my acting class. Uh-huh. Once again, I'm not trying to be a Hollywood actor because I know everybody is, and I support your dreams, but I don't think I can act. I I went with my acting class because it's gonna. I, I figured that class is gonna help me get on stage and complete something we're going to talk about later but uh there was a religious con it was actually a day of religion at six flags there were three really? bands yeah it, it, i can't remember what it was called it was like the hallelujah jamboree or something like oh, that oh yeah you told me about christian bands there yeah and uh we actually we even though we got our tickets for twenty three fifty each which is like 30 bucks less than a regular ticket by ordering online we could have gotten those same ticket prices had we decided oh we're gonna go for the hallelujah jamboree instead and Ew, they give religious people cheaper tickets? Uh, because they're going in groups of 10 or more. You can get the ticket prices for 10 to 100. And I have to wonder, if you go over 100, how much cheaper does it get, you know? Like, do, do you get, like, freaking $10 tickets at the point that you're getting, like, 500 people to go? Yeah, they probably give, like, a, a chunk of free tickets, I would think. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty... Awesome, I do. So I saw this band, A Thousand Foot Crutch. <laughs> they were actually pretty good, except for like their quote-unquote hard rock, but they're Christian hard rock, and fortunately they don't have like this praise, like praise Jesus in their music, not strongly, but it, all these people were wearing like Jesus shirts. Oh, and I actually have a picture on my phone <laughs> of something I took. But you know what? The ones who don't necessarily say like jesus in their songs they always talk about him or he or whatever and they're talking about him undoubtedly everything is about him and and they're um i don't understand how there can be bands like flyleaf who are like hardcore and then they're also like religious it's like you can do fucking anything as long as you say you're religious yeah or well, that you believe they in put Jesus. an entire south park song to that or a south park show to that like cartman came up with this fake like boy band that was religious uh-huh. I, I can't remember what they're called like faith to something and they got huge. i saw part of that one yeah and they can't get platinum they can get myrrh and double myrrh <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole time like, the rest of the kids are, like, pissed off because it's, like, they know Cartman's full of shit. And at the same time, they're trying to get, like, Metallica and all the other people that are suing Napster to, like, 
stop suing them for I don't remember, but it was good because it made fun of the whole religious ideal that all you have to do is you say that you're for Christ and you can make a shitload of money. Yeah. Well, I found the picture, and you can't read everything, but it says evangelism team. I don't know what the VO stands for Mm -hmm. on the back of this guy's shirt, but then it says Jesus within the O, and then 2 Timothy 4 uh, colon 5. I I guess that's a passage or something. But that kind of frightened me when I I saw that, because it's like there's an evangelism team. There's these, like, crazy people out there that come and, like, team up on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I ended up watching that. It's not like I went to the park just to see the religious day. One of the girls that was with us was like, oh, my God, I want to see a thousand-foot crutch. And so we Mm. went and saw them and... I don't trust religious people. Like, there's someone who's on my Facebook. He's a friend of mine on there. Mm-hmm. He's actually really not a friend, and I don't know why he's on my Facebook, because he um, he actually got transferred. I used to work with him, and uh. he got transferred to another store for calling me a faggot. Oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. So he's, like, really religious, and he posts all of these things on Facebook, like, went to worship troop tonight, and, like, we really felt something. And then people will be like, amen, brother, and and say all of these, like, really religious, gross, embarrassing things. Um, <laughs> and uh, it just, it reminds me I of I made that. love with the Lord last night, uh, where they say stuff like that. They, yeah, they, I've never heard anything like that, but there, there are similar things. Basically, every post he makes is a religious one. Oh, no. That's almost like the whiny emo kid. I used to be one, but not as bad as some other people. Yeah. Uh, so it was really funny that, to see this because, like, Christian... It, like, the ideal of hard rock is sort of pushing the edge to me. Like, their their goal is to push the edge and be edgy. Yeah. But how edgy can you be if you're Christian? That's what I'm saying. Like, Flyleaf, like, they're they're pretty loud and... and um, and you wouldn't expect them to be religious, but then they're like singing about like being uh, I don't even know <laughs> the right terminology, but like um they sing about religious stuff and and god and and jesus and uh, yeah i I don't get it I don't get it it like spits in the face of rock and roll it does and i I found the audience really funny because some of them were just having at it I mean they were. They were headbanging, and their whole bodies were having a religious experience. No, <laughs> it was so it was so funny. It was really lame too, because going back to the idea of how edgy can this stuff be? Well, if they listen to some of the stuff that that myself or or real metalheads, because I think this band is sort of like, or not quite metal, but like they're almost there as far as within the Christian movement. Like this this stuff doesn't even touch edgy. And there really isn't edgy anymore. You can't be edgy and religious. No. Well, you can be edgy within religious, but that doesn't make you edgy to the but entire world. But that's not, like, yeah, not actually edgy. Yeah. It's like Pushing the edge of, of religious edge is, like, not not really anything to me. Not going to church every Sunday. Well, yeah. <laughs> or synagogue, or... What do temple? What do Muslims go to? Um, temple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So then I, I left the park early after this religious experience, and I didn't ride any coasters, by the way, but then I went to your birthday party, which was a hell of a lot of fun until the end of the night. I'm glad you had fun. No one has really given me much feedback yet. Oh, really? I mean, I, I know that everyone um, was in a pretty good mood, and... and um, and I, I don't know. It's cool to be around people. Yeah. So I think everyone liked that. But there wasn't a whole lot going on aside from food and, and music. And Delicious then, food, by the way. Well, thanks. Fact. I still have meatballs. Yeah, I was just going to say, family recipe meatballs are the best part of this. Yeah, I don't even know how they can be so good. Uh, I don't know are. either, but I'm not going to ask any more questions beyond that because when you start searching for things... You oftentimes don't like what you find, and so I'm going to be content with, with the way they taste. We actually put bits of Jewish people into the meatballs. Oh, so you're related to Hitler? Um, related? No. Was he my rapist? Yes. Oh, okay. But, um, Can't but not directly. Can't be if you're willing. Oh, that's true. <laughs> the little mustache is a turn-on. Have you ever heard of Hitler cats? No, is that there's like a website or a book or something, and there are cats. It's like a compilation of pictures of cats with a little. They're mostly white, and then they have like a little black um, spot that looks like a Hitler mustache. Oh, so like naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not made to be (laughs) Hitler cats, and and they're not like glorified for looking like Hitler. It's just like a funny coincidence. And it's kind of, it's it's unfortunate in a way because to the cats it doesn't mean anything and had Hitler not existed or had Hitler had a different facial hairstyle, it wouldn't be a Hitler cat. You know, it would just be a cat. Yeah. A cute cat that somebody loves and we we uh, assigned a meaning to, to what a stash there means. Yeah. Which is kind of sad because it's forbidden that you ever have that type of mustache, or else you must agree with Hitler, and you must love Hitler. Well, I think it is kind of a little faggy, that mustache. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, the cat doesn't have any control over it. Yeah, it reminds me of a Frenchman, like a, a wimpy Frenchman, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hitler's ghost isn't going to haunt me tonight. But, yeah. <laughs> but so, I, I think your party was ultimately a success... I think it was, too. I, I think it was a successful, good party. Except? <laughs> Liz Hansen. And her evil sister. Let's just call her fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. FB. FB doesn't stand for Facebook this episode. It stands for fucking bitch. Yeah. She's exactly what I thought she would be. Well, I mean, I, I know her very well, but mm-hmm. she I, I was hoping that she would be on her best behavior, and I was foolish to hope that, because she is not capable of doing anything for anyone else, or changing her behavior, or being nice, um, because it just takes up, or it takes too much uh, out of her to yeah. do that. And it seems like, I'm not saying this about all fat people, but it seems like fat people more than than skinny people have this sort of fuck it attitude. I can treat people like crap, like certain certain fat people within. 
and it's a certain type of treating people like crap. It's not like there's a skinny person treating you like crap, which is completely different than this. This was... Boy, well, before before she insulted either of us... Well, I think your insult came after mine. Cause yeah. You said, yeah. Okay, so, like, before I had the the intimate setting of, of being in your room with... Like, that was intimate because it was a closed space. But she was prancing around the hallway, like, going to different groups of people. And I was polite to her. And I... I dealt with her, and I thought she was kind of insane. She probably thought she was being so funny and awesome and friendly. And I was talking to, uh, shit, I forgot the names that we assigned to them. But one of the two people that, the rock the rock star girl, I don't remember her name, uh, oh. that we gave her on the show. I don't know if we gave her one. Okay, well, one of the, one of the two people having a problem yeah, that you were afraid yeah, about, yeah. like that had a problem with each other. Um like, I was talking to her and the guy who actually you told me was her boyfriend, but she introduced to him to me as her bandmate. And, like, she would just, uh, a fucking bitch would just come and talk to us. And we were like, she's crazy. <laughs> and, and so I thought nothing of it. And at the same time, Liz Hansen, I noticed, was being antisocial. And... Um, I didn't really want to deal with that, and I guess, I guess in a way, I was an asshole to her because I didn't talk to her. I didn't talk to her. I made sort of an effort not to because I saw the problem once as soon as I got there. I kind of made an effort not to, also. Like I, I guess I should have. Well, not should have. I hate being told what I should do, and and that's part of why I didn't come to her rescue over and over. But, like, her sister told me, like, uh, I know it takes a lot out of you, but you should uh, spend more time with her or make her feel included. Yeah, when you told me that, I was kind of annoyed. It's like, it's not your responsibility to make her included. Maybe you do it once just to get her started and to build up her confidence. Because that was when, as soon as I walked into that room, like, your house, I mean, rather, I didn't know anybody. I had to sort of, like, go up and figure out where can I generate a conversation real quick and get comfortable and confident about being here. And it's like... But I feel like you can fit into any crowd. Like, you can make a friend wherever you go. And there's something about her that's very guarded and isolated, and she can't she can't be around other people, and she doesn't want to be around other people. That's the main thing, is saying no when you don't want to do something. Like, I, I guess... I could have not invited her, but if I did that, then she would feel uninvited and sad. If I do invite her and she doesn't want to go, she should just say no, rather, or or she should say yes and pretend that she's happy. But I, I don't want to be concerned with her, and and more than just like concerned about whether she's happy, I don't want her or her sister to insult people the the guests that i chose to to have there because i like them and and because i want them there yeah and you in a way you could sort of fill the the negative energy yeah where she was at it was the rest of the house was happening and then you see her and she was isolated even with people in a room with her like she was isolated for the most part i know uh a couple of people the other half of the of the potential problem between two people who by the way we should say there was no problem between the two well i mean there there was a problem but they 
I mean, there there is a problem yeah, the greater with problem the two of them. that you were but, afraid of, but but yeah, they they handled it the way adults do. Kind of like you had hoped that uh, Liz Hansen would have as well. Yeah, and unfortunate. And so the the other half that I, I did not talk to very much anyway. Uh, like you told me, made an effort to talk to her. My friend that I brought made an effort to talk to her. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't tell her to. They just, I guess, hit it off. And maybe, maybe uh, my friend just sort of saw the isolation and decided to be nice. Oh, oh, oh! oh. I thought you meant that your your friend um, made an attempt to talk to legs. My legs? Yeah. N- uh, legs with a problem with yeah. the other one. <laughs> this is all. This code. is getting very convoluted. No it only makes understand. sense to you and I, probably. So <laughs> I apologize to the listening audience. Um, well, no, she made an effort to talk to to Liz Hansen as well, and I, it wasn't like I don't think it was an effort. I didn't tell her to make an effort. She either saw that this was like, oh, poor girl, she's standing by herself, and I didn't warn her that this could be a problem. So don't worry about it. Or she just, they just honestly sort of like recognized each other and were like, oh, how, hi, how are you? I haven't seen you in seven years. Well, yeah. I, I mean, she seemed to open up a little bit to legs. Like, they even exchanged phone numbers. Which makes me totally jealous. It was so weird. And I, I talked to legs a couple days ago and I was like, please don't do anything with that phone number. You will regret it and it will come back to haunt me. <laughs> And there's nothing good to come of it. Honestly, there what, isn't. What did Legs respond? She was like, okay. Awesome. <laughs> I, I don't think that she's interested. I think she knew that Liz was going to be a problem, so she tried to, like, fix it or, or to, like, keep her entertained or I, I don't know. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, Liz, I... I took a side. It was just the two of us. One-on-one. She was sitting down. I sat next to her. I was leaning on her. And I had my arms around her. And I I said, like, I know this was really hard for you. I'm so glad you came, though. Um, It means a lot to me. And, And it was really important for me to have you here. And I kissed her on the cheek. And I thought... Okay, and, and it wasn't like just a tool. It wasn't like I did that so that so that she would be good. Like I actually sort of meant it. I wish I could mm-hmm. take it back now, <laughs> but um, but I I was glad, and I do know that it's hard for her to to do those sorts of things. But I was glad that she came anyway, and um, and so I thought like a sincere sort of thing like that is going to build her confidence and she'll be like, hey, I'm I'm an important player at this party. Like, I'm not just anyone. And I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Because it only got worse. <laughs> and I, I don't understand that, but I, I think she just can't handle the competition. No, I used to not be able to, and I, I don't know. I just, maybe I stopped looking at it as... A competition that I'm gonna walk into and lose, and instead it's I can I just I want to go in and own a place and be everybody's friend. Maybe that's the difference between where I'm at now to where she is still that I used to be at. You but, should teach her. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. I. What I, if she came up to you and she was like, 
Hey, big boy, do you give private lessons? Then what? Uh, I'm not a teacher, <laughs> so i sorry I can't help you. I, I hate to be an asshole, and I was going to comment, like, geez, uh, Legs is a better friend to you than I am because she went out of her way to, to talk to, to, to Liz Hansen, and I didn't, but I was concerned with myself. You did your part, though, and, and honestly, it's no one's responsibility to to get her to mingle that's Not. something that she should be able to handle on her own and if she can't then she can sit in a corner and sulk but she can't make it about her and she can't start insulting people and her sister cannot always come to her rescue no. and and then her sister who ended up calling me fat which is unbelievable considering the source because this woman like i i am fat yes i own it i'm overweight and it's terrible and i'm gonna try and fix it but this woman i i guess you would call her a woman i don't know a beast she cannot call anyone fat no and that's the it's almost sad in a way that she went around doing that and she she was wearing, like, you could see through sort of her white shirt enough to see uh. that her bra was was dying in there and that it was enveloped in skin on both sides. Like, uh. gravity didn't apply because there was so much fat that the back, the back, like, you could see when she'd go down the hall that, like, the back side of her bra, like, yeah. it was enveloped with skin because there's all that fat and it was just like, wow. Uh. Yeah. It was the unfortunate side of being at your party. I'm sorry. If there was any one downside aside from her problems with, with the both of us, it was that. That, honestly, was the one thing preventing my party from being perfect. It's, like, the only time all of my friends have all been in one place and got along and and everything looked like it was going to be perfect, even when she was being negative or or quiet or whatever, like... That was almost okay. Like, it didn't even bother me until they started getting personal and insulting. Yeah. And and when her sister, you know, said that you were hotter back in high school or, or yeah. whatever oh. it is that yeah, she said. That she was, uh, like, why is she insulting my guests and uh, people in general? But But especially someone who I invited to my party, who's one of my closest friends. Like, it, it's... Like, she should fucking go home I if she has to talk about people that way. Yeah, and I hate to say this because it's going to give off the wrong impression, but if there was ever one person that I wish I clocked that was a woman, it would have been her. <laughs> because what fucking room does she have? At least, I guess, I, I, don't, I never felt hot. At least I was hot. I, this woman has never been hot, attractive in, her day, in a day in her life. And it's really why is she, like you said she has no room to insult people much less your guest it's your day it's supposed to be a special day and she has no room to insult you either and it's important to her though to be passive aggressive or to give people backhanded compliments like on one hand she's saying that you were hot and she was like acknowledging that that you were hot and i noticed you said like like emphasis on the word was or or something uh-huh. like that or like past tense cuz she like said it two or three times yeah like she wanted people to understand what she was saying 
and it's like we all understand what you're trying to say. You're not a nice person, and there's no reason to say that. Absolutely. And I think that you should tell our audience what what, what transpired later with you that with that as far as her insulting you because uh, I know, but they don't. Uh, I was falling asleep because I was... I, I don't want to say I was drunk because that makes it sound like I'm trying to be cool or something, but I had a little bit to drink and I was falling apart and I was starting to go to sleep and her sister was talking to me and she she was like, I should knee him in the crotch. And then she's like, if I can find it under all of the fat layers. <laughs> and I just thought that that was amazing. And then leaves, ex- oh, oops, um, <laughs> Liz's <laughs> excuse for that because I, I brought it up to her and I said, like, that wasn't cool. She was like, oh, well, she was just trying to make me feel better. I'm like, really? You feel better when your sister insults your friends? By the way, I don't think you have a roll of fat. Not that I've seen through clothes anyway. If I did, she's not the person who is able to talk about it. No, not at all. Because she she doesn't have rolls. She has waves of fat. (laughs) They just, they come in and there might even be a a, a, a typhoon and monsoon coming. It's it's just it's a nightmare in in waiting and, and the, much the same for for Liz Hansen, uh, who I think is bigger than her sister, not by much. I think her sister's. I wish her sister were fatter because. <laughs> I, um, either way, I hope she has a heart attack soon. By the way, the sister that is. She probably will. Um. And and she used to have a swastika on her door, That's which right. I think is. Just uh, incredible. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know. I wish death upon that woman. She <laughs> she essentially made that, that party also. It went from being amazing, and I was so happy. Because you were like, I saw your happy face. You were, you were drunk, and there's this all smiles. And then it was sort of like, that sort of made me sad. She was mad at me for drinking. Uh, Liz or sister or both? Liz. And and whatever Liz feels, her sister feels also. Yes, okay. But um, but Liz was mad about it. And she kept commenting, too. She was like, like oh, shut up, you're drunk. Or, like, she, um, <laughs> she didn't like that I had been drinking. And the funny thing is I never drink. It, it's just like it was my birthday and I wanted to drink. And, and you're 25, which is uh, four. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not like I'm some underage person who yeah, knows what they're doing. It's four years over the legal limit, so uh, you're safe. And like you said, you don't drink that often. It's just her, I guess she doesn't drink, and so she sort of has this negative emotional attachment to not drinking. Yeah. Or, or to drinking, rather. She doesn't like to do it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, my concluding thoughts are, these people need to rot in hell. <laughs> They oh. they probably will. But but didn't you talk to her a few days later? Yeah, I did. I was at work though, so I had to text message her, which for the better. Yeah, I mean it's easier, I guess. But um, but uh, she she like uh, apologized sort of by um, by basically just saying that she's an awful person and an mm-hmm. awful friend. 
And I'm like, that's not really an apology. And also... And it wasn't my point, either. My point wasn't to say, like, you're a bad person. I I just wanted her to understand how I could be upset by the situation. And also, she took all seven seasons of Tales from the Crypt from me. That's right. And I don't know... I, I don't see her all that much. And I feel like the next time I see her, she either won't be done with them or she'll forget or I'll forget. Uh, she knows I have terrible memory and she and her sister in the past have used that to take advantage of me. Well, this time I'll make sure that you remember. Irregardless. <laughs> yes, I know that's an improper word. It's a double negative, but it's a joke. It's one of our favorite things to say. Yeah, because I see it on cops all the time. They always say irregardless. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, I, I won't, I'll remember just for the sake of making sure you don't get taken advantage of and also to, to continue to fuel my fire. And I, I think, like, I think a month is a freaking enough time. What does she do that she can't watch all these DVDs in that time? Well, she doesn't have a job. She doesn't go to school. She doesn't have any responsibilities. She can't drive. She's scared to go outside of the house without people and she doesn't really have any <laughs> friends left aside from me and her sister so and I would, she's I, got a ton of time so it, it actually wouldn't surprise me if she was done with them by now but i feel like a jerk um asking for them back maybe I, I feel like i'm gonna have to hang out with her to get them back and then I'm I'm considering whether I want to like end the friendship. I was just gonna say when you were listing her 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 friends, I, w- I was thinking, well, maybe you're only a half friend at this point because you're kind of fed up. It seems. Yeah, I just uh, if if this was like the first time it happened, that would be one thing. But she can't just always apologize for things and not try to change or or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to change her. Like, I, I don't... It's not, like, my goal to turn her into a different person. She should still be who she is. But she needs to be able to cope or or to um, handle situations that she's not always comfortable in. I've gone to parties and done things with people and, and, um, and uh, I, I guess, gone to events that are not things that I would normally go to or not situations that I'm comfortable in or or want to be in, but I just do it if it means something to someone. Yeah, that's the most important part <coughs> is is uh, setting aside your personal issues with, the, uh, with being uncomfortable in a situation if it's for somebody else's birthday, such as was your case. I even told her that I wasn't going to invite her originally, but I didn't feel okay with doing that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, it turned out as bad as you hoped with her, and that sucks, but... But everything else was a success, and I got a lot of unexpected gifts, um, and I thought that that was really crazy and nice. I, I... I'm not used to, uh, aside from you, I'm not used to getting gifts from people for my birthday. So it was, it was really kind of a, a nice thing. Definitely. And and more importantly, I'm so glad that it wasn't a dud because I had like 40 people there or, or something yeah. like that. I, I had a lot of people. 
It was a, a lively house. Yeah, yeah, and uh, not that many people RSVP'd. I think I had like 13 or something. Yeah. Or I, 14. So it was good that I ended up with like almost three times that. Now it's kind of sad to me that it's it's passed because there was this built up <laughs> and it was so exciting and then now it's passed and it's like, oh, what's there to look forward to? Well, my friends decided that we're going to start doing a movie night at my house. so well, That was the same friends that decided without you they're going to do it at your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> were you there when they suggested movie no, night? No, you, you told me that. And was this also at the party or... Did they re-suggest it at the party? Cause you, yeah. You, oh, because uh-huh. you told me about it before when they're like, oh, we need to have a sleepover and do a movie night at your house. And actually, the guest that you brought was really into that idea. So I, I think that's kind of cool, actually. I mean, it's funny that they would plan it at my house. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't mind. And I think it's kind of funny that... Uh, my guest uh, didn't mention to this many, so theoretically I'm not invited. Uh, no, you're invited. I know, but I'm just saying theoretically I was not in the loop on this, so I'm not invited, and I've, there's potential that I would not have been invited had this happened had you not just mentioned this. Do you see what Do I'm saying? Think, yeah, but, well, I mean, there's no solid date yet. Maybe she would have. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just keep it on the DL and see what yeah. happens. All right. And then I'll, I'll show up if you want me to, but... It'll be also as a, a fuck you to to them for for being a douche. They'll be like, "Oh, you're here." Yeah, that was also <laughs> part of why I left was because they were my my guests were ignoring me. The weird thing though is after you left, your guests were like, kind of like, "Oh, where is he?" And they they seemed to wonder why there was no goodbye. Yeah, they got a. They got a, I'm in a bad mood, I'll see you later text. Oh, really? Yeah, that was it. That's why when you told me that, well, at least the, the girl was sad, I figured that she'd gotten the text around that time. Mm-hmm. But did you walk in and be like, oh, Sean left? Um, I, I think she asked where you were, and I said that you had just left. Yeah, I was kind of pissed off. And it goes back to this greater thing of, of your other friend that they were ignoring me for. Uh-huh. Uh, really? Yeah, because uh, her, I guess, girlfriend? Is that her? her oh, that friend. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought you meant Liz. No. Uh, the that, that helped my mood be shitty. Uh, Liz, that is. And then that friend... Uh, it's sort of a combination of like her, her quote-unquote girlfriend, I can't stand for the life of me. And, like, they were ignoring me for... You don't like her? Barely. She's on my friends list, but she annoys the fuck out of me. I've only met her once, but I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that one. Yeah, so... Oh, well, we should probably move on to another topic, because <laughs> we've been, yeah. like, dwelling on this for 20 minutes. But, uh... I went to an academic conference this weekend. It was the California chapter of the American Studies Association. Uh Uh-huh. And so it was Friday and Saturday, and a whole bunch of academics read papers, whether they were graduate students or 
people with PhDs, and it was really interesting, it was really inspiring, because I write research papers, and I'm like, what's the point of this? And then I see the point, sort of, people write them for, for their PhDs, they write them for chapters in their books, they write them for all sorts of reasons, but they're useful and contributing to the, to the thought, and it sort of got me inspired to for a, a reason to be a better student, because I actually see the point now, and that's always my question, is what's the point of half the classes I take? But it sort of got me wondering, I have two goals, and they require pretty much my day-to-day, -day, like seven days a week, and I guess theoretically you could do them both at the same time, but there would be no other life outside of them. I want to do comedy, and I would want to do graduate studies and stuff, and it's like they're like diverging paths because you have to commit so much time to research for graduate studies and at the same time you have to commit so much time to uh, performing like day in day out at comedy clubs and from open mics all the way up to the top it just takes up your life and it's like uh, I don't know what the what to do directionally I don't know I mean that's like my brother who wants to be the doctor and the lawyer and and the professor and the chef. He has been a professor and a lawyer, though. Well, he has his law degree, anyway. Yeah, but what happens, I think, is, is people get knee-deep in one thing, and then they feel like they can't do anything else. So, uh, I, I don't know which direction you should go in, and I don't know which one thing makes more sense to you or means more than, than anything else. Um, and, and that's the, the tricky part. I would like to think that I can accomplish both. I am just afraid that I don't know what lies on the other side of trying to do both. Because if I could commit like three days or four days a week to performing comedy at the same time, in those same days I'll have time to, to research plus the additional days. And the, I, I think research and writing papers takes more time than than the comedy thing, because the comedy thing I can do practically anywhere, both geographically and, like, because pen and paper to write material is always handy. Well, maybe one hand washes the other. I mean, maybe maybe getting better at comedy will make you a better writer. Even if it's not comedic writing, maybe it, it makes you a more thoughtful writer. Or, or maybe you know, one thing helps the other one. True. And it could help my writing, like you said, with being more into entertaining. Because one of the things that historians and most academics complain about is their books don't sell, but the people that aren't the academics write bestsellers on like similar topics. Uh -huh. And part of that problem, I think, is how dry and boring yeah. it is. And if you can relate to the common man then maybe that's part of the more compelling part. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you hone your comedic side and, and you, you, um, you, you have that sort of outlook or, or voice when you write, um, it will get people interested, I think. Yeah. Because it'll, it'll seem fresh and easier to read than, than some sort of dry textbook. Yeah, and that's the thing, is that there's all these big words that even though I use them in my classes, fuck if I really understand them. I mean, I do a little bit, but the way that other people use them, 
it's kind of like, God, this is so boring. Why don't you just say something simpler? And that's kind of my thing is I don't want to use big words in my paper. I don't want you to have to look up, use a dictionary. Yeah. Uh, just freaking read and understand what I'm saying. So uh, I'm hoping that helps somehow. And I don't know. I would like to do both. I just don't know if they're possible to do both simultaneously. Well, if you write a book, I'll do the illustrations. That would be awesome. There should be illustrations in a textbook. That's so true. I mean, they're more interesting, and they'd be funny. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, I guess I'll I'll do both and see what comes of it. We'll report back in 10 to 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, I've been... Have you noticed all the earthquakes lately? Like all Was the, there an earthquake last night? I don't know about last night. I know, like, yesterday morning or Friday morning or something in China. Or, no, there was another... It wasn't in China. I don't remember. Papua, oh. Papua New Guinea. But, but okay. Because I... Yeah, I was in a movie last night, and I felt like the room was vibrating. It could have just been the movie, though. I guess. I've had that sometimes, but then I realized it's just the movie vibrating or the movie's next door vibrating and it, so it vibrates. That's probably what it was. Because I didn't feel anything. But I turned to George and I was like, is this an earthquake? And um, and he said no. <laughs> <laughs> very, very calming sense. Calming force, rather. <laughs> but we've had like all these like catastrophic earthquakes in the past two or three months and then like the volcano in Iceland is never ending at this point and yeah. the last time it erupted 190 years ago it went for two years straight and wow there, yeah and there's a volcano literally right next to it like it's the next hill over or something that is dormant and it's due and they're wondering if this volcano is going to make that one erupt so uh, what are people doing are they like evacuating or, I, or is I, it not even near well, one of the problems is, like, all the smoke and ash is going to Europe, and so it's been grounding flights. Uh-huh. So, like, a bunch of the airports are closed over there, oh, and it's having a negative economic turn, which, by the way, is good for us, because if our economy is the good one and the European is faltering, that means our money is going to be worth more. more. And, yeah, so uh, with all bad things comes good, I guess, in a way, <laughs> and so I'm sort of rooting for it to fuck up the European economy. <laughs> That's so evil, but, you know... I, I have my own self-interest in mind, mm-hmm. and by that, it's the Americans succeeding. <sighs> I'm tired. Are you tired? I'm tired. I have to go to work in 35 minutes, which is going to be really hot. Uh, I guess we'll end it here for this week. Um, that's all right with you. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, sorry this episode's shorter. We'll make a, another episode on... Are we doing it Friday, you think? Um, I'm okay with Saturday, but uh, I'm okay with any day. I don't know. We'll do one Friday or Saturday and see how it goes. And Yeah, okay. Uh, talk to you in a few days. This has been the No Limits Podcast number eight. I'm Sean. I'm Adam. Have a good one, Philadelphia.